This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. New Crop Corn 2023 Marketing Plan. We finally gauged the soaking rain last week, 2.48 inches, the best since May of 2022. That will give us a cushion to mitigate at least the first heat wave when it comes this summer. More rain would put some moisture in our subsoil reserve tank, which is what we will use later to make a crop here in northwest Iowa. If we could just have a cooler summer, a few timely rains, and avoid the six-week flash drought where it doesn't rain, our crop prospects may live up to USDA's forecast trend line or above yield. I noted that the drought in the southern and central plains along with western Iowa were lingering vestiges of La Nina. The trade winds and equatorial ocean temperatures are now trending toward El Nino. There appears to be a lag between the metrics of La Nina and the relief of some of the manifested drought regions associated with it. I think that we are seeing what we should be seeing for a transition from La Nina toward El Nino. Planters will start running in earnest when we get closer to the forecast improvement in temperatures in early May. Hopefully we saw our last snow and freezing temperatures last weekend. We will not be planting the soybeans first ahead of corn this year as we did the last couple of years. A trend line or positive yield would help gross revenue, but that gets diluted by the impact that larger supply has on price. There are farmers in the Central Plains and also up in North Dakota where they are actually hoping negative conditions there linger so that they can elect prevent plan on crop insurance. The crop insurance date in North Dakota is May 20th. We may lose some acres as a result, but I think that farmers will get enough acres planted and if yields are trendline or better as expected, the tight stock situation should be much relieved by harvest. There are other statistics that support lower prices by fall. There have been just two instances when the fall crop insurance price was higher than the spring price for three consecutive years. The previous was 2010, 2011, and 2012. The most recent was 2020, 2021, and 2022. The spring crop insurance price this year was set at 593. The odds that the fall price would be lower than that would appear to be very high. That would mean that hedges would be in order as well as selling new crop call options. I mentioned before that I sold some 6.30 December corn call options for 23 and three quarters cents. We will add to short corn calls on rallies to help subsidize hedge prices. I would like to build a marketing program that will come close to adding up to $6 cash. If I can raise 250 bushel corn for $6, $1,500 an acre, that is still quite profitable. First thing that we recommended was taking 85% RA crop insurance. I fear that a lower fall price would magnify the revenue coverage. Next, if we hedge the crop by doing that, we double up on revenue protection without doubling our risk. Let's talk about old crop once again. First off, we have seen a nice secondary rally in the cash market. Locally, the basis improved to 78 cents over Chicago Board of Trade July for May delivery. No one will want to get off the planters to deliver corn next month. The basis improvement was primarily due to commercials changing bidding off the July contract from the May. That did not help the net price given weakness in July futures. July has been trading a significant discount to the May, while May is now nearly irrelevant to the cash trade. Old crop stocks are still tight, and there's not going to be any more old crop corn, meaning end users have to make it to harvest with the existing supply. Rain will not change that for old crop. Planting delays in the northern corn belt actually lengthen the old crop demand window. 
So your Cobb Border Trade Futures price reflects weak exports, so basis will vary widely based on proximity to export channels. The July contract may get oversold. My premise in selling my old crop corn last December at 728 was that I did not think that the spring price rally would exceed the cost of carry. That has so far been the case. When they want physical corn, they've had to push the spot price above $7 cash here. That may still continue to be the case for a while. I do not think that end users have their old crop demand needs covered to reach harvest, so we'll have to come back to the cash market a couple of more times yet. The recent flurry of Chinese old crop export demand appears to have come and gone. Crop prospects for Brazil's Safrina corn crop appear okay as well. Corn production prospects, however, for Argentina and Ukraine are rather bleak. Producers still holding cash corn are seeing their odds shrink against them for a more significant price rally. How much more improvement in cash corn would come from July futures compared to further basis improvement is undetermined, but Mesis may do most of the work. We'll continue with this discussion tomorrow. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results. 